fast note before we get started today. Please know this podcast may contain content that may be disturbing to some listeners. All opinions expressed are that of the individual and are not meant as a substitute for professional mental health or medical advice. We advise reading the show notes for more detailed description before you listen to this podcast. Remember, mental health matters. Please take good care of yourself. Hello and welcome. It's Tammy Lawrence, Symbolisti here. Thank you for joining us for the I'm Still Here, Messages from the Other Side podcast. Each week, we'll be talking to individuals who believe that they have had messages from the other side. So interesting to hear as we all share our time together still here. Hello, everyone. We are here today with Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Well, hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. We were speaking earlier and you had a really interesting experience with life from the other side. And so I thought we'd have a conversation about that. You lost your mom, correct? Correct. When I was 11. She was 43. Oh, wow. She was really young. Yes. Very young. Yeah. Was it an expected passing? Yes. She was battling cancer. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. To lose your mom at 11, that was insurmountable. That would have been really, really challenging. You know what? You grow up really fast and you learn a lot of life skills very quickly. I can't even imagine what that would have been like. I know I lost my mom three years ago and it's really hard now. I can't even imagine what it would have been like as a child. I know how hard it was as an adult. It just feels like that that wasn't enough time. Yeah, I don't know. I think as children, we're more resilient and you just kind of go with the flow. You don't have those life experiences that you do as an adult. I think it's a lot different. Children can bounce back so much faster and easier than we do when we're a little older with more ingrained behaviors and whatnot. Sometimes it's not so good to have the knowledge. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did you get any messages from your mom after she passed away? I did. It was awesome, but it was also a little scary. We had a wood stove in the basement. My mom, when I would come home from lunch, because I lived fairly close to the school, she would always stoke the fire, keep it going for the day, because she was at that point a stay-at-home mom, obviously, because she couldn't work. After she passed, I would still come home at lunch, and I would hear the wood stove door open, close, and the poker slam on the rocks. thought I was insane, but it also scared me because I was so young. So I don't know how, but I got up the courage to go into the basement. I kind of stood in the doorway. It was, um, there was one window at the very far end of the room from the wood stove, sealed shut, no fans going, nothing. And I just kind of said, mom, is that you? And there was a rocking chair in the corner that she had rocked my brothers and I, all three of us as we were babies, started rocking back and forth saying, yeah, that I'm here. It's me. And I just said, you know what? I love you, but you're scaring the crap out of me. <laughs> Could you please, if you are going to continue to watch over me, can you please do it so that I don't know that you're there? The rocking chair stopped dead. And that was the last time I ever heard that noise of the wood stove. So I know I've had experiences since that I know she's still there. Mm. But as she promised, not letting me know she's there. And one of those experiences that you had, that you knew that she was still there, happened when you were birthing your son. Correct. My son came 
prematurely. He was born at 34 weeks quite early. Everything happened so fast. He was probably less than six hours from the time I walked through the door to the hospital to the time he was born. And then when he was, sorry to back up a second, during the whole process, I had one single nurse. And then just right before I was to deliver, she was to go on her lunch break and a different nurse came in. And as soon as she came in, things just kind of went so fast. He came really quickly. And when he was born, he wasn't breathing. So he was rushed out of the room with my husband and taken to the NICU. And while she finished, you know, I had to deliver the placenta. They cleaned me up, did all that and got me. My husband came back to say, and the doctor to say, okay, he's doing okay. And the nurse that was in the room at that point said, you know, I'm really sorry. I didn't get a chance to introduce myself. Everything so went so fast. And she said, my name is Marilyn. And my face went like white as a ghost. And I, I felt like I could barely breathe. She's looking at me like, what did I do wrong? My husband said, well, her mother has passed when she was young and her name was Marilyn. So then the nurse's face went completely white. And I'm like, okay, now what did I do to you? <laughs> She proceeded to tell me that she was actually the charge nurse. She just guides the nurses and helps in emergencies, making sure everything runs smoothly. She said she had actually had a nurse assigned to cover my initial nurse's lunch. She was half, that nurse was halfway down the hallway when she said, I don't know why, but she said, I called her back and said, you know what? I haven't done a delivery in a long time. I'm going to take this one. I just know that was, my mom was there to say, hey, it's going to be okay. I'm here with you. You're giving me goosebumps <laughs> talking about it that. Was, yeah, it was an amazing experience. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. Freaky, but cool. But she let you know in a soft way that she was nearby, which is exactly awesome. like she promised that she wouldn't scare me anymore. <laughs> Has she come in other ways that forms that you know of or any other stories that you can think of or remember? Not really that I know of now. I don't know if it was her, but I know my my brother, when he had my niece, the first daughter of the family, for girl of the family, sorry, his wife, her middle name is Marilyn. So she's kind of passing on down the road. So she's but, nearby, so. Lots, lots of, of silent and secret messages. Yeah, I've had others from other family members too. So I guess it's just, I think it's what you're open to. What was one thing that helped you through your journey of grieving when you did lose your mom or maybe another family member? If there's any one thing that helped me, just continually moving on day by day, just living life because I know that she would be extremely upset if I just wallowed. I think you have an option of either moving on. Obviously, you'll never forget that person. I can't say that it it ever goes away. It just, it does get easier over time. It definitely gets easier to deal with the pain or you can sink into yourself. And I don't think any of our family members would want us to do the latter. I think they always would want us to live for them. I think that's for a lot of people, but you get so stuck in their grief at some points, it's really hard and challenging for them to move forward in any, in any fashion at first anyways. Yeah. I just always think of what that person would want. Would they want you to be crying over them and unable to carry on? I don't think any of our loved ones would want us to do that for sure. You mm -hmm. know, and I've already told 
my husband, if anything was to happen to me first and he wallowed, I would haunt him <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Dave, you've been warned. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think it's he knows I would, so <laughs> he'll move on. <laughs> as far as communications from the other side, do you have any advice on how people could open themselves up to receive communications? And just don't be scared, but don't read too much into things either. Like some people, every time I see a dime or a butterfly, it's that person. It could be just a dime or a butterfly. But on the other hand, if that's what helps you, then, you know, have your friends start dropping dimes all over the town. It's one of those things that we can't prove it, right? I, I had to have a definite dime story, which I'll share on another episode, but money stories. But it's funny that when those things show up and yeah, sometimes we just need the confirmation yeah. that they're around in some fashion, but you're right. I mean, sometimes you definitely did just drop that dime on the floor or. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just be open. Don't be afraid. Things will come when you need them, I think. I believe in that for sure. I think that's one of the things that guests have said in past is that when they're having the most challenging times, that's when they get the most communication from people. Yes. Yeah. I think because you're more, you're less resistant to messages than just any other day. I think that's a good word, resistant. So we, yeah. we really do resist, don't we? Especially through grief and through whether or not, like you said, the butterflies or the dimes, we get we can sit back and just justify that as it being, oh, that's just whatever. Or maybe it is a something. We, we don't know. We can't prove it. Yeah. And I think what made me believe in all this stuff more is because my first, my very first experience was more visual than the instance with the nurse. Her name just happened to be Marilyn. Like it could have just coincidence you know it depends on how I wanted to interpret that message do you have other examples of being contacted from the other side that come to mind fairly recently my cousin passed away in she's in the states um we're very close we've always been very very close even when I was little she was a few years older than I am 10 years older or more and I didn't get to say goodbye she was in a coma in the ICU in Michigan. And I could have called to video chat just to say goodbye, even though she obviously wouldn't be able to respond. But I waited all afternoon because I wanted her kids and her grandkids to have that option before me. When I was about to call was when I got the call that she was coding and then subsequently passed. Probably maybe a week and a half after that, I had a dream that we were all at her sister's at the lake, which we've done for many, many years, every summer, sitting around the campfire. We always used to call it when they just get up at like one or two in the morning, go to the washroom and not come back. We would call it a pee and flea. <laughs> no, there was a name for this. I do it all the time, but I didn't know there was a name for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to, you know, you could sneak away from the fire without everybody going, giving you grief about you're getting old, you're going to bed, blah, blah, blah. So in this instance, in my dream, it was so real. I was there. I could feel the warmth of the fire. She got up, went to the bathroom, and one of us made the comment of, oh, there she goes. We're not going to see her for the rest of the night. But she actually came back to the fire, stood in front of me. So I stood up. She gave me a great big hug and said goodbye. I'll see you in the morning. And then off she walked away. So I think that was definitely her saying, I am saying goodbye to you. 
Mm -hmm. That's wow. That's wonderful. And especially to come in in a dream that brought back so many memories of other times that you were in that situation with her. Yeah. Every year, multiple times a year, I go there a lot. And obviously during COVID, not being able to see her for been at least a year and a half. So to have that dream was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's, it almost felt like you got to say goodbye. And again, I I think because my my very first experience, like I said, was so visual, I think that's left me way more open to this stuff over the years. Just to be uh, open to receiving whatever it is that is coming in for you. Exactly. If you had one piece of advice for someone going through grieving now, what would that be? Let it happen. Just let it come. Don't question it. Everybody grieves differently and don't let anyone tell you grieving in the wrong way or it's taking too long or you shouldn't feel this or you shouldn't feel that. Feel your own feelings because they are your own. Yeah, thank you. I think I think that's very helpful for people because many people do put a timeline on grief and there definitely is not a timeline. I know, again, myself for three years of my mom being gone, I still really feel her absence, as I'm sure you do with your mom being gone, even though it's been many years since, since that happened as well. Oh, yeah. It's been 40 and I still grieve her. It's not a debilitating grief, still grieve every day I think of her. Like mom used to do that or the way my son would smile or it'll always be there and let it be. I think that's great advice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Michelle. It's been really nice to spend some time with you and to hear your your stories that are equally wonderful. Although it's a sad topic. I I call this podcast, I'm still here because we are still here ourselves. People from the other side are still around us. We just can't actually see them. Yes, exactly. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you. We're so grateful for our guests for sharing their time with us and sharing their experiences. It's wonderful to know that we're not alone. And it's so great to hear that even though our loved ones have passed, that they are still here with connections, albeit different from before. Be sure to subscribe and to share this podcast. If you have an experience that you'd like to share, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Please email me. We're also grateful to Kevin McLeod and to Computech for sharing this wonderful background music entitled Happy Dreams. Thank you for sharing your time with us. May you enjoy your time still being here.